Reggie Watts fan? Yeah. Are you bummed that James Corden show is coming to an end? You're a big Corden fan. Right? No. Is he really band leader for the Corden show? Yeah. I honestly don't think I need that. Yeah. That's a cool gig for him, but like, yeah, man, that's uh, it'll be nice to see him uh, he, move his talents elsewhere. He has like a techno act with John Tejada. Who's John Tejada? Techno artist. Um, but they do like live stuff where it's like they sample his vocals like live and like play with it. I feel like it's he like was behind the first like a like deep techno beat. It's really good. I feel like was he the first person I saw like doing that as like their act like the like. He definitely seemed to popularize that in a very large yeah, way, just like through like audience. various like yeah improv comedy type contacts. Yeah. Like kind of made that uh yeah just a thing for performance in a way that it just wasn't super like accessible outside of like certain very niche circles. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, Audio Ecstasy, Reggie Watts, Woo. back at you again. Uh, Woo, today we're talking Alex G's God Save the Animals, and yes. we have uh, Matt Ward rejoining us today, fresh out of being uncancelled. Nice to have you here, Matt. Thanks for welcoming me back. <laughs> the door has opened. A door has opened for Matt. Yeah, made its way back through. It's good to see you. Um, so, what have y'all been jamming on as of late? It's been a little while since we've talked in general, Danny, but I haven't talked to uh, Matt about new music in uh, months, seemingly, a year maybe. Uh, is there anything as of late that you've been really uh, enjoying? Like this whole year, even. Yeah, I don't think we've talked like um, anything specific. Do you like music? Yeah, music is. I, <laughs> what, what was my. I have a quote about that. About Oh, uh, you like yeah. the Beatles? No, so no, no. <laughs> It's one of your old episode titles. I fucking love the Strokes is the one that I mean, comes to mind immediately. Sure. But as I far as just music in general, I brushed up yeah. against his rings. Yeah, there are a couple of our classic. old episode titles are direct. Pretty much quotes, every time you come on, you drop a. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's that's pretty par for the course. Yep. Is that why I was canceled? No, I don't remember. Too. I wish we had that. Like, it'd be cool to have that audio right now to play back. Just like yeah, I was really fucked. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was, it was it. damning. Yeah, I just feel like it was just a bit. It was just a classic bit. It doesn't seem very likely. What have you been jamming on? <laughs> um, I did not come prepared to discuss. I this. even asked you before. Like, I, said, I don't. I, yeah, you know, nothing like that new really the new okay. alex g we're gonna talk about i can't just like start talking about that right. yet. no you're right you're right Absolutely. um the new chili peppers album that comes out in like a week got leaked i listened to that dream, um, uh, the something dream eternal canteen. dream canteen yeah return eternal, of the dream, return of the, of the dream, dream canteen. canteen it's a good name the artwork for it's cool is it yeah. um but the album itself is like better than unlimited love but like not you know, not like Waiting anything. For yeah. yeah, I really wouldn't be expecting much at this point. I think it's kind of wild Whoa. that they put out uh, two records in one year at this point in their career. I mean, like, yeah. I do like just applaud the like you know creative like renaissance for them in the studio with John again. But yeah. like, yeah, it's just like you know what you're gonna get. It is like for those that are like you know hardcore fans. I'm, I'm sure it's like an exciting period. But like honestly, I, yeah, I don't know what you would necessarily be going in expecting. Like aside from just like. You know, really impressive guitar work, and I don't know, like maybe yeah. better chemistry overall, but like, I don't know. Uh, if it keeps them on the road, I'm stoked because they were yeah. so much fun live. They were like incredible. And and that's like generally, yeah, I mean, obviously from what we've talked about, but like the stuff that I've read online, the consensus just seemed to be that, yeah, they were, yeah, I mean, really like good shows, like like the, yeah, really just great, like, you know, super tight, no. Pulling like, some deep cuts too, yeah. I yeah. thought. Yeah. Yeah. As on YouTube videos of like the Detroit show afterwards. 
a lot of the comments were saying like this was the best like rendition of the song for like a lot of the songs. Really? Oh yeah, from the like, heads. The yeah, which was interesting. The Red Hot Chili Peppers could be like a dead kind of band where they get their shows taped or like the or Pearl Jam's. Like oh, that totally. Too. Like they did I, that for a while and they like would release the bootlegs oh, like on they? their website oh, for cool. like live okay. shows. Because yeah. I mean, they're yeah, they do so yeah. much jamming. They would like and stuff. professionally record it themselves and then like put it out. They, like, especially now, if they're switching the set list up a little bit too. Yeah, and I was just, I, they. they I wasn't sure how much of that they sort of did because they do strike me too as a band again being at the certain level that they are where there are certain staples that they just play you know mm-hmm. if not every night just all the time but like also again because of yeah the instrumental prowess it's like yeah I could see them like really stretching some stuff out yeah. and you know, yeah. going long on and like when I, I saw them in yeah 20 we talked about this a little bit touring uh, whatever record that was that came out uh, the year before it was, I actually saw them in I'm 2012 with I'm with you yeah in, in uh, the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids and like uh, it was a you know I I thought it was an, a fine set I didn't think I didn't particularly notice if there was anything kind of like that like really you know sprawling kind of loose jams or whatever but like I'd love to yeah kind of see them gradually evolve into that sort of band more and more so and like you oh know, dude we got just, a nine minute snow like, like that would be yeah. and then they're kind of just doing some really weird improv on like yeah. just like breaking out all kinds of just well, yeah there's like moments where like like for Californication it'll start out with Flea and John like see, I, together like, alone first doing... of all Josh Klinghoffer and John Frusciante are totally different bands totally different yeah. beasts um, right yeah animals. yeah um and you they, didn't see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's the thing. It's like you I saw I, the Red I saw them with Dave Navarro. Like that wasn't really that, that is, would be cool. Actually, th- that yeah. would be cool. But yeah, yeah with one the, hot minute tour. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's the thing. Is with each uh, they've had so many different guitar players, and it, it's yeah, not hardest. You just imagine how those we just have a, such a different feel to them when overall. We were at, it's like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but not really the Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. Like when we were at the Blind Pig the other night, there was a guy outside who said he was he was like an older gentleman. He was like, I used to play guitar with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> he was dead serious. <laughs> and there's a guy at Guitar Center in Southfield who they like brag about. They're like, Oh yeah, Rick got called to play. Chili Peppers fucking play guitar for a uh, My, like, eighth grade teacher, like, knew Chad Smith from back in the day and, like, saw him play in, like, bars in Michigan. That guy was probably played guitar for them at one point. I don't think he played Everyone's guitar played for guitar. him, but, like, he's seen him play a bar. Seems like, like if you Michigan were alive between the years peppers. of 1985 <laughs> and 1989. In, yeah, at, at any point, if like, in, in your 20s and uh, just, like, playing guitar, like... I don't remember where did they actually form because I mean Kytus is from California yeah, yeah. like do you know where specifically because yeah it was like Kytus is from GR but I don't remember like when they actually are they LA yeah, is it yeah. okay yeah yeah because just like thinking about like what, how he might have cut his teeth out here if there are people yeah. just in like yeah West Michigan or East Side that are just like oh yeah like whatever there was a point where he was still kicking around here and, and like there's just you know a yeah. local thing here if it's just like again across the board like more ubiquitous like that oh yeah they so just cool. as, they as started show, out grand rapids chad's uh chad and uh anthony's moms were there yeah mm. chad brought his mm. mom uh, out that was super cool yeah yeah their wheelchair or was it yeah. his grandma i think that was his mom okay yeah because he's sweet. like old yeah he is old yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shit. i don't want to take us more off course but can I pose one quick little question? Yeah, please go ahead. We're talking about like chili pepper taping shows, like being a head, like a deadhead kind of thing. If you could follow one band on the road for a tour or for like a portion of the wouldn't tour, wouldn't be the chili peppers. I'd go guided by voices. Yeah, yeah, I remember talking to you about this a little bit ago, like ideal. Just if you were, yeah, like who are you following on the road? Yeah, and I think that I remember my answer at the time being Animal Collective, just because again, if they're going to change it up from then, like they don't do it as much, but if the sets are going to be changed up, you know, more so from night to night, and they're like interspersing new stuff in there, it's like that's obviously pretty exciting. But did uh, I ask you this on the show? 
We talked about this, yeah, I think, uh, like, a couple months ago. On the show? Yeah. So I'm doing... Uh, <laughs> I feel like... Because I also remember bringing up uh, Tyler. I, I think George might have been on this. Um, because that Tyler said, like, with like, the sort of banter that he has, it's like, it would be, like, Fun to compelling watch just yeah, every yeah. night. Like, that yeah, kind of yeah, element yeah. of it. Even if, like, the sets remain kind of similar. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, that's, like, a, any band that... It, again, if it's not, like, a super rigid set list, like, there's, a you know, a chance that they'd be a contender for that. But these days, I'm not really sure if, like... I do think like Big Thief are kind of one of those bands where again it's just like they've we're at a point now where they've developed a pretty sizable catalog and like there's a lot of stuff still I mean I've seen them three times but there's still stuff that I really want to see that I haven't so yeah. like I think you know that would be a pretty exciting yeah the, like, like a like a Big Thief kind of Coldplay sort of band yeah Big Thief Coldplay for sure That's like they're just scene. on the come up and still super hungry and like you know mixing it up doing and, like, different things yeah exactly night. exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, keeping it loose. Yeah. Is there uh, anyone that kind of that you would think about in this way, Matt? Uh, Moody Man. Moody Man, that's Moody what I was going to guess for you. Yeah. That's exactly like, what I was going to guess. Across Europe, see what he spins see, every night. And so, like, okay, that so, would be awesome. Like that, some old school like, R&B, but like mixed with like Europe vibe. Like Berlin, shit. yeah. Like, he would definitely get different with them. That yeah. would be sick. Bring Detroit right. to Berlin. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing, too, though, is that I thought of just like somewhere else specifically yeah. where you have like, you're drawing a little bit more from the flavor of just like other right. places that you yeah. are. And, like, not, I, yeah. Yeah. Like I follow that in my voice is through the Midwest. <laughs> a Moody Man set brother. and like Ibiza versus like a Moody Man set like at Comerica Park would be like yeah. totally different. Both sure. would be sweet. Yeah. Man, him at Comerica Park. That'd be, yeah. That would be insane. Be sweet to yeah, just follow him through Europe and then have like the end of that track be at Comerica. Home, like yeah. he's coming home and playing a set in Comerica. Oh, good shit. What have you been jamming on lately, okay? Um I've been, I mean, the new LXG that we've been talking about, that new second grade album finally came out. And yeah, was that uh, yesterday, it. last week? September 30th, new, so okay, yeah, about yeah, a week we, ago. Yeah, I guess I, uh, I knew it was upcoming. This, uh, we talked a little bit about the singles, and I mean, I just recently got been going through some of that. I'm definitely going to check that out at some point, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you've been digging yeah, overall, it's, though. it's still like just in the sort of the same lane. I would say it's a little more guided by voices he's sounding, which, surprise, I like it, uh, and like, it's good. Like it, it's a cool mix of like there's like lo-fi songs, like little quick like snippets, and then there's like full blown like nice, well recorded stuff. It's yeah, no, or, or poppy. Uh-huh. I think as a whole, it's very cohesive. Yeah, like it, feels, it all it all fits together very very. They've well. got their own like for sure like aesthetic and like world and like it's still like songs about like the band's called Second Grade. Like they're all like songs written. I feel like from like a kid's point of view. Like there's one about like Coach says I'm slower this year. Like it's just like a bunch of like from that perspective kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Which I'm like you know I'm into it. Rock and roll. Is it a are they like a um like a full on band? Is it a singer like a solo? It's like, Peter project? Gill who's in another band called Friendship. He plays pedal steel for them. This is his pro. But they're like a real band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it just started as just like his recordings, and then now though they're like a full band that does all okay, the recording. Okay, cool. And, right on. Yeah. I, that and then the new Bill Callahan. The, oh, the album's yes. not out, but there's a couple singles that I've been yeah, loving yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, that comes out pretty soon. Yeah, I the last single, I'm blinking on what it was called, but I remember really enjoying that. Natural Information. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that, that, that was a goodie. Yeah, it's like a fun little like like first like Bill Callahan song kind of dance. Yeah, I would say it's a little jauntier than you used to from Bill Callahan. Yeah, it's got a yeah. Um, I feel like Power Pop is kind of having a moment right now. Yeah, that like, Mo Troper album I'm liking too. I yeah, I've heard some good. That. I've not. I haven't, but I've heard some good things about that. And yeah. I'm just thinking of just like. I mean, the last couple of Super Chunk records for sure. The Always record that just dropped yesterday. Dude, do you know like, this guy Daniel Romano? 
I don't think so. No. Stephen Hyden talked about him before on uh, IndieCast, and then he was just on Office Hours, and his it was Daniel Romano in the outfit, and blew me away. Mm-hmm. Another power pop act. Like, yeah, I'm gonna just check that out. That just, is, I think there's a there's a moment popping off right now. Yeah, no, I, I love it. It's uh, one of those things that yeah, it's just uh, you know exactly what it is. It's not not super complicated. Very easy to do, but very difficult to pull off in a compelling, you know, just kind of stand apart aside from the pack sort of way. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the stuff that I've talked about, I think, has been very compelling. That uh, the super tech record from this year that I'm blanking on was pretty solid, but their uh, "What a Time to Be Alive" from 2018 is a great record. And uh, love that they got that title. I know it's fan, dude. It's fucking, it's, yeah, it's so good. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we're gonna. I'm sure talk about the Always record at some point uh, later on, but I've been really enjoying that. I've listened to it through uh, one so far, and then I've gone back a little bit. But, yeah, it's really good. I think it's like a, a real, like, just complete refinement of everything that they do. It's a little bit, like, louder and more live and, uh, yeah, a little uh, – it's not, like, abrasive necessarily, but it's just – got like kind of more momentum and a stronger kind of feel to it than a lot of the other stuff uh but yeah it's it's really tight definitely uh i think you're gonna enjoy it when you get around to it oh yeah oh yeah yeah um yeah aside from always um man it's been yeah a lot of new stuff as always of course Uh, (laughs) i'll be getting uh, i mean that i I feel like i make that joke every time that uh you know we've uh kind of referenced like their record their their record coming out yeah Yeah. i mean you know it was gonna happen uh, indefinitely um what well, I've been really listening to a lot. It always, this, it always happens. Yeah, it always goes I'm down sorry. like this. I'm done, I'm done. Uh, so I didn't end up getting to see the Avalanches. They ended up uh, canceling the show that was supposed to be last Sunday because oh, there was some serious illness in the band. And yeah, it's a real bummer. I, I don't remember. I, I haven't heard anything, um, any updates as of late, and I hope everything is going well with everyone in there. But uh, I've been listening to just their three records a lot throughout the past like week or so. And like, um, yeah, I mean, obviously. Um, we always love you hasn't been out for that long so it's just like oh yeah it still you know holds up after a year go figure but like yeah i still i mean i love all those records i think they're all great and i don't know if you've really spent time with the other the first two all that much i mean we've really just has the right to children uh, that's Boards of Canada. Canada. See, I always get those two confused. Yeah, since I left uh, you, it's like since the, I left the, you, the real yeah, big yeah, one. Yeah, since I left you. No, I know that one. Um, I get them confused because they both have that kind of soft blue cover. Yeah. Oh, yes. Covering my bases. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, no. We've talked about them for sure, but I just, I, the only, I just, like, really remember you being into the last one. I couldn't remember how you, if you, it was just one of those no, things I you appreciated. That one or, I listened like, to the most for sure. Yeah. But since I left you, I, I at least know the title track. I don't know if I know the full album. I actually think you might like Wildflower more. I wouldn't be surprised if you were the sort of person that liked uh, Since I Left You the least, just because there are a lot of just like great, super melodic guest features and stuff on Wildflower and uh, We Always Love You. And like, yeah, that those are, I think, a little bit just more immediate, even if they are not necessarily as cohesive. Um, Matt, have we ever talked to Avalanches? I don't know how you feel about them at all. They seem like a, an artist that you would I like. I am but not familiar with them, really. I think it's like, like, it's like sample based. Yeah, it's cool. all like plunderphonic, sample based. Um, like basically disco pop, like psychedelic disco pop, essentially. You know, like, I, we've listened to them in the car before, and I remember you telling me, you're like, oh, I like this, this is cool. Similar to like other artists being. Like, I mean, the obvious, especially with the, since I left you, it's like DJ Shadow and like Jay Dilla. Um, yeah, I can see like, a little bit of that. I mean, I um, actually think there's a little kind of bit of Moody Man vibe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Just in like the cut sampling. Yeah, but, and, but they have cool, like the last one had a cool mix of features on it too, though. You had like Rivers Cuomo. From Weezer, you had Karen O from the AAS, Kurt Vile. Yeah, Pink Seafood was on there. Uh, Johnny Marr and like MGMT. And it, it really like That's especially cool. especially with their last record, uh, it kind of Mick Jones. Yes, and M- Mick Jones Boy. and Cola, Cola Boy. Boy also on, on Office Hours. That... Office Hours is coming up huge lately. I need to really get into Office Hours. Yeah. That, that is still such a blind spot for me. I'll give you my Patreon login. Please do. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Tim. Yeah, good deal. 
Uh, yeah, Heidecker, you know, at some point I'll get around to getting my own copy, but not off, for yeah. a little while. I've got to give it a taste first. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that song also has a great car- uh, Carpenter sample on there. And yeah, it's 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 really yeah. fun, bright stuff. I think you would dig it, man. Blood Orange is in there. Okay, I can stop. We can. Uh, uh, so yeah, that, that's I'll that's been pretty huge to me lately. And I, I really very good. much want to see them live. I mean, it uh, supposedly is like something where it's just kind of, yeah, live mixing with some, inst- you know, live instrumentation kind of thrown in there, a really fluid sort of uh, DJ set. So that's sweet. hopefully at some point I'll get a chance to, but. Uh, the other um, act that I was able to see fairly recently is the band Ice Age, who we saw at Pitchfork earlier this year. They, were, they played at Owl Club uh, a little over a week ago, and yeah, that was a, a great set. I um, believe it. Really, yeah, it was, I know that you were enjoying that set yeah. at Pitchfork. This was, I mean, a very similar sort of thing. They had a, uh, like a rarities comp that's come out uh, since uh, their Pitchfork set. It actually was like a few days before I saw them live, and like, a lot of songs that were unreleased from their third record through Seek Shelter, but like a very similar kind of set otherwise. It was drawn from a lot of their last record as well and like had that kind of loose ramshackle kind of cabaret bar band sort of feel. It's like already loose ramshackle cabaret bar band. That, 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 that's how I, I don't know if I like that. I like that. I... that yeah, no, they, they it, they're interesting because they are like kind of they were they're kind of like a like an arty kind of hardcore band that again just really embraced a lot of just like sort of classic rock and like more just like kind of bluesy and uh yeah just like heartland and country sort of influences and it's it's been a very kind of interesting direction to watch them evolve i imagine yeah their earlier shows would have been a very different sort of beast than uh, like all the sets that i've seen from them lately but i mean they're definitely like my favorite punk band and i'm gonna you know try to catch them every time i see them they've got great energy and I think they've yeah evolved in a really interesting way. There isn't really anybody that does it quite like them. So yeah, yeah, man. I mean, we, we've never really talked about them. I think that you probably would enjoy some of the earlier stuff, but like beyond this, their fourth record, I think, is the one. If you're gonna listen to any of them, that's yeah, very great record. Okay. Um, we gonna fucking get into our boy, dude. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Alex We're not G. talking about Maddie B. Not Maddie B. <laughs> We're Virginia. talking about Alex G. Is Maddie B. A, that's a YouTube personality. He's, like right? he's like a kid, kid rapper. rapper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should talk Maddie B. Actually. Oh yeah. We don't. We don't have any. We don't have a YouTube segment in this show yet, and it's not something that I'd be been itching to incorporate. But he'd be, you know, well up. He'd be one of the. Yeah, I think like the first Jojo person. Jojo Siwa. That... <laughs> Naturally. So um, I know. The... There's also there's also uh, Matt. <laughs> Ox or OX. I don't know, man. Another, another like kid rapper. rapper. I, we should do a whole episode on that. You I could love do a that. Whole See, I would just love Matt to like internet rapper. Give an excuse for us to meet up, get high, and just watch a bunch <laughs> of that bullshit on YouTube. That's Patreon stuff. Just like, oh, all right, like <laughs> you can watch us live watch. <laughs> yeah, definitely worth money. Um, Everyone wants. That. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you guys are definitely fans of Alex G in a general sense. What did you think of this new record? I mean, I don't even. Matt, I get the impression that you are much more... We talked about him a little while ago. Like, What is your favorite record of his? What kind of stuff do you generally go to bat for with Alex uh, Like All of his early EPs and then like Trick um, would probably be my favorite. Yeah, was Rocket a big divide for you? I didn't love it. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I didn't know I, that. I, was trying to, I mean, I couldn't remember who had talked about this, but I was definitely whoa. under the impression that, that that was where you. It kind of left you a little bit cold, and I did not, not cold. No. Not I don't. I wouldn't oh. say cold. Okay, like cool. it's still really good. I love Alex mm-hmm. G, but like I, just that like de- he's got his like core style, and then he like will go off in different directions with it, and right. like that direction just wasn't kind of countryish a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like. yeah. What about you, yeah. though, Damian? Uh. You know, Rocket probably that was the first one that I got into. That one I think might be my favorite, and then Trick, like a tie maybe. Yeah, I love 
those songs on Trick oh, are so good. Rules. 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 Oh, okay, is, word. Rules is my favorite. I do feel like Trick is like the best encapsulation of like the early songs of LG. That that is just like and like DSU as well has like a, like the, both those records have are such like front to back really kind of tight great melodies super like it just it's kind of and I think Trick is a little bit stronger but like both feel like a real complete realization of like the early lo-fi like bedroom pop uh, type stuff and then like with beach music that was where he was starting to deviate a little bit more and like uh, kind DS, of being of the second phase DSU in a way. DSU for me I like was more forgettable like I oh, didn't, yeah? I didn't mm-hmm. love I liked DSU but it wasn't like he didn't go off in enough of a branch right? No that's it seemed it, like like he played it pretty safe yeah like that that record it's got like teasings of like you know some pitch warp stuff and like weird instrumental like interstitials and stuff but like beach music seemed to be where he was really teasing stuff out more and then like rockets where there were some actual like more just off kilter experiments and stuff that like weren't really uh things that would make the way onto his records beforehand like in any kind of meaningful way and like uh, with this record, God Save the Animals, there's definitely some of that as well. But like, well, how, how do we ahead. feel about House of Sugar? Was House of Sugar really actually favorite? that still like might that. be my favorite. That honestly. is your favorite, okay? I think so. And like, that's the thing is, I do think with him, it's like it's been a pretty exciting just overall career arc. I, I like all of his records to certain degrees, but like again, it seems like there was definitely like a sort of shift where things definitely just got a little bit weird. Like simultaneously got weirder, but also just still just like tighter from a pop like kind of craftsmanship standpoint, mm-hmm. like. He got more confident, was writing more, like, flushed out, really, like, impressive. Not, like, again, all his work is impressive. Like, there were things that impressed me about, like, kind of all of his records, but, like, there is something about, like, I think Rocket Forward especially where, like, the songs are a little bit tighter, more impressive, and kind of stand up in a way where some of the other songs are a little bit wispier and flimsier on certain records. And uh, at the same time, like, there are more interesting kind of abstract kind of detours on his records and, like... Um, with House of Sugar, it seemed like kind of a perfect realization of a lot of those sort of pulls. And, like, I mean, I think that is honestly from front to back my favorite of his. But, like, that and, like, again, Trick also, like, those might be my two favorites and for, like, kind of different reasons. But, I mean, I, again, kind of like all of them generally. I mean, I, it's, yeah. What about you, though? I mean, what's the, like, Trick and Rocket are the two. House of Sugar, I like yeah, a lot. Right. I was thought, like, you mentioned, yeah, Trick was like, uh, kind of the one, but. Uh, what's it called? House of Sugar. Gretel. Like, Gretel. Oh, yeah. It's the track. Yeah. I think that might be like that's like a top three Alex G track for me though. I do feel like it, I remember seeing him live on that tour and like when they played that. I, we've we've all seen Alex G. I feel yeah. like a bunch of times even together like at L Club, um, and I, that was the most recent time I saw him. And I remember like when they dove into that one, it did feel like they'd hit just like a new plateau. Like that was the first time I think I had seen him use like some like pre-recorded like tracks with the thing and it just felt like they'd taken their whole stage show not like they were doing like pyro or shit like that obviously but just like it was like, like a, out of his bedroom right? yeah it was a much more yeah. like epic sound like yeah. and they oh, yeah. had the like album cover drop behind them it just felt like like these guys have been doing it for a long time and they've got it like locked yeah that was definitely like a leveling up sort of show yeah. the show was for house of sugar for sure it was like in the yeah, a similar kind of way to, yeah, a lot of just, like, kind of making, yeah, like Matt said, the leaf in the bedroom, where, like, you really, like, he's been playing with those that band for a while now, and, like, they just, they've reached a kind of, yeah, new they plateau in that ass. way, where it was so much tighter yeah. than I'd ever seen him before, yeah. and I do think, like, we've talked a lot about how he's kind of organically continued to just, you know, build a following, and, like, it's just been, like, through real, you know, consistently releasing records and touring, and, like, um, it would have been interesting to see, yeah, what some of those earlier shows look like, just because, I mean, I probably started listening to him after DSU came out, but, like, I didn't see him until, like, he was trying Rocket. And so I could imagine it would just, but it would have been, like, you know, worlds removed to see him, like, literally in a basement playing, like, acoustic guitar or something. Man. Like, yeah. you know, and, um, 
yeah, it's I, I'm going to be seeing him on this tour. It'll be interesting to again just see how like yeah he incorporates a lot of that stuff. If those like, tickets sold out fast, yeah, I mean he again he's just he I he it's been um yeah pretty. Yeah, consistent. Guy's got three million monthly listeners on Spotify. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's. I was. I, I was. Surpri- I was surprised when he was on. We learned that he was on Fallon at Pitchfork. It was just like, yeah, that shit was just nuts. I would not have expected that, but like, yeah, it's been really, really cool to see. I hope that. Yeah, again, it just. I don't know. I can what see if we called the episode very soon? What if we called the episode from a bedroom in Philly to the bright lights on Jimmy? <laughs> 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 yeah. I like it. Yeah. Like it? Yeah, no, I don't I definitely think we should do that. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, you know, we're not gonna top that. Um But yeah, and it, this record too, I think is kinda it's cool just in the way that it's sort of sequenced. I feel like one of the things that kind of drew me like immediately listening through this was that like you have kind of a lot of like the like a lot of the super abstract kind of electronic, you know, instrumental songs kind of interspersed in a more sort of natural way. Like with Rocket and House of Sugar, it was cool how there were like these kind of suites in the middle where like you'd have like more kind of front loaded, back loaded, conventional like kind of singer songwriter stuff, and then like it would detour into the that sort of uh, yeah instrumental kind of uh, passage, and then you'd bring it kind of back towards the end. Like the sequencing on this record is pretty interesting. I really think that like this is like his most cohesive record in a way, and like I there's the stuff on here. Not I don't think like everything necessarily works. Like there's a song towards the end called Immunity that really does not do a whole lot Whoa, for me. Whoa, I like that one. That's a lot. one of Matt's two favorites. Yeah. Yes. There, there now are, it's getting there, spicy. There's another one uh, Finally. that I God, like. So boring. I know. <laughs> right now, yeah, gloves are coming out. I mean, these are wrestling rules, baby. This is this, Matt's gonna have to grab the chair at some point. Go. I think No Bitterness has. Uh, I think that's the one that has kind of like his um, sort of. Um, oh, how is I gonna describe this? Like. Um, kind of uh, almost like a hyper-pop sort of moment on here. Like That's an interesting way to describe it. Yeah. Right? Like, it's it's a really kind of, like, a like the breakdown there is definitely just, like, one of those things where it was, like, not anything that I would have ever really expected from him, but, like, he really pulls it off, and it's cool the way that it just, yeah, transitions into Andy from there, and uh, I, all the singles have been terrific. I love, like, something like Blessing that, like, is just, like, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, Feel like, awesome. yeah. Yeah, just in your face, and it's got the the great ad libs and the, just the momentum of it, and then you know something like Miracle that's just so stripped down and sparse, and like yeah, I mean it really kind of runs the gamut in a way that it covers a lot of just like what he does really well, and in a way that I think is just a little bit tighter than I've heard from him before. But you guys like so you mentioned uh, Matt that that um, Immunity is one of your favorites. What, yeah, what I really love the instrumentation on Immunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what don't you like about it? I just like the. It's really just yeah, the vocal melody doesn't do a whole lot for me. I feel like it's just yeah, a little. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like I, I think it's yeah. Like the, honestly, the production on all these songs I think is impressive, and I like the arrangement, and it sounds kind of cool. But like, he does take me out of it a little bit just with his singing. But like that, that really feels like one of the few kind of weak spots for me overall. I mean, I really like everything else on here. Oh okay. Um, I think that uh, it's definitely like very very cohesive. Um, it is like interspersed kind of weirdly with it. Not weirdly, but like. He, it, he does a good job of like making the vocal stuff sound like kind of flowy into yeah. the rest of the album it does kind of fall flat for me sometimes like it doesn't always sound like it fits the best mm-hmm. like he didn't need to do that with the voice and it still would have been good yeah he definitely feels good. like he goes a little bit like overboard with the vocal mm-hmm. manipulation on here a little bit and like I think it's cool what he does with it but it kind of runs its course uh, a little bit I, I that's okay so that was my thing is I, I don't know his catalog I feel like as well as you guys but and, and Matt and I were getting into 
if this is the best word for it or not. I felt like this is his most like hyper poppy. Oh yeah, album. Yeah, we were throwing that word around. Yeah, and it's like it it is, but like I wouldn't call it a hype like hyper pop album. Like, no, not just, not at all. There's too small of elements of right. it. In right, right. Yeah, and I was thinking that song "No Bitterness" is like there's a moment that really right. kind of smacks of like that being a huge influence. But like I, I'm not even gonna call that song straight up hyper pop. It's just like oh, yeah. there are like little bits some, and pieces that kind of crop up. There's like, one where he sounds exactly like Lil Nas X. across the sea. Yeah. Oh, to me, okay, sure, exactly yeah, sure, like yeah, sure, You sure, could sure. put that on, and I would think, oh, that's a new Lil Nas X song. That's an, I didn't necessarily think of that, but I totally okay. And then like S D O S, where it's got that part, my favorite part in the whole song. God is my designer. Yeah, Jesus yeah. is my lawyer. Like, like the Elliot the Smith shit is gone. Like we were, oh yeah, that where that like toes the line between like where the vocals fall flat and where they don't. You don't right? like that part? I, I like do, but like it's almost right not. at it's the like edge. That type of stuff is where it's like he needs to be careful. Then watch yourself, yeah. Alex. <laughs> if you're listening, right on the edge. If you're listening, <laughs> you will lose me. <laughs> I will. Yeah, and that's where there's stuff like. Um, yeah, I think like uh, House of Sugar really was kind of a perfect balance in that way. There was a lot of just like really kind of straightforward, clean stuff, and a lot like because again, it, like it didn't necessarily feel that excessive or forced. And there are moments on here where that kind of stuff does kind of creep into it a little bit. Like I think overall, this is one of his better records, but like it's not necessarily my favorite. And um, yeah, I appreciate a lot of what he's doing on it. I think it'll be again cool to see him live and really just again I. Uh, I don't know. Like it's it's um, I've something a, where I'm just continuously impressed by kind of what he's able to do in the studio. But what were you gonna say? I've heard a lot of people call this one their favorite so far. Yeah, it seems, it seems like to be received as like hit. his his like yeah. I, I I think a lot of the conversation is that this is kind of his best record. And I would I I've kind of read a, like I, I think that with the the fan overall uh, reaction seems to be positive. I can't imagine that this would be like a favorite for many of like the real hardcore Alex G people. But like for the real ones. Yeah, I mean, look, the heads are always going to go to bad for the Bandcamp stuff. It just is what it is, and yep. I get it. But for uh, uh, for what were they called? The cells, the skin cells, skin cells, the skin like, cells. That was yeah. the band he was in before he was like Alex G, like back in teenager Philly days. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. that goes deep. Word. That's how I've, I first heard about. I haven't him. listened to any skin cells. I knew that I mean, he had been in bands before Alex yeah. G, but I was not. I'm not familiar with any yeah. of that stuff. Word. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. To, yeah, again, it's just like that. Again, it speaks to like what we were talking about, just with the uh, you know his monthly listeners and where he's playing and stuff. It's just like that. There is something where I, yeah, there's there's enough there for I think all kinds of different camps of people, and like it's cool. Again, just like to see this sort of a success story, and like you just don't really outside of like yeah these very kind of seemingly spontaneous and random like viral moments like this kind of uh you know natural success isn't something that is like super like common in this sort of uh it's hard to sustain it is absolutely i mean and then over the course again for like he's like uh basically your age danny and it's just like it's 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 wild that like again that he just has been releasing music as long as he has and has been able to kind of cultivate that sort of thing it just it seems like again it's like you either burn out or whatever or like again you blow up much it's just like the kind of success that he's had is just so so strange and refreshing in this kind of a landscape and like it's just yeah it's really kind of inspiring and cool to see and um yeah i just it'll be yeah really kind of exciting to see just how he continues to progress and who he collaborates with i mean he's somebody that like again i do i don't know if he has any interest in like ghostwriting or production but like he's definitely somebody that i I think he's produced um like other people kind of in his immediate circle but like I I, i i could definitely see him like doing more just like you know, co-production on stuff. He's yeah. got such a, such an idiosyncratic and interesting sound. But. I'd love to see what like him and like a guy like Frank Ocean could come up with if they got together. I can't like, imagine there'd be anything there, dude. Did you really? <laughs> okay. No. All right. Now it's well, not like he played guitar on any of those songs from Blonde. I can't imagine yeah, that. Fucking, you got me. Yeah. No. I mean, absolutely, dude. I, I, 
fuck. And he, yeah. I, there's, again, do so much in Philadelphia in general. Like, I'd love to hear him work with Spirit of the Beehive and, you know, fucking Waxahachie or anything like that. I want to hear him produce Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yeah, dude. I feel like that would actually be hot. Honestly, after, you know, and, like, it's, like, with him, it it, it seems like he keeps some stuff so close to his chest that, like, I've never gotten any inclination that he would, but, like, you hear, yeah, some of the stuff on this record, it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe he would have interest in producing Olivia Rodrigo record. It's like, he's he's inching towards that himself, so, you know, why not? Yep. uh, It would just be great synchronicity. Um but yeah, do we uh, want to transition over some recommendations? Do we have uh, anything else that we want to stay with Alex G? I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm... Yeah, I think um, I could talk Maddie B for hours, but it's Alex G character. Yeah, I know. We we've really slipped in the Maddie B conversations today. <laughs> Next time we're gonna have to really come out of the guns blazing with some hardcore uh, Maddie B facts. I mean, the the YouTube sec- uh, segment leaves a little bit to be desired at this point in time. Yeah, but yeah, if y'all ready, I'm gonna bring up some heat that I've been on as of late. Talk that heat. Um, so I don't know if y'all are uh, familiar with a little band called Yeah Yeahs. No, but uh, they put out a record recently. No, no, no. Cool it down, and uh, yeah, it didn't leave me cold, but it's a, it's a cool return for them. Um, are you guys uh, Yeah Yeahs guys? I mean, Danny, you don't seem to be. We've talked about them a handful of times. You're really just a maps guy. I mean, I'm a you, maps, you know, man. Uh, I'm a mapsman. I'm fever a, a little bit, but like nothing else really. Really, I'm re-listening to the audiobook of uh. Oh yes, yeah. There, that, there's a, a dot coming soon. Yeah, so yeah, show. yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be very tight. As I honestly haven't listened to them much. Like when they used to come on the radio back in like middle school, high school, I would listen to it and like it, but like mm-hmm. never sought it out. Yeah, never do like a full album and listen. No, right, no. Right. Yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is their uh, first record in I think eight years. It's called Cool It Down. It was produced by Dave Ciatek of uh, TV on the Radio and. Uh, he produced a, early stuff too. I, I think he. I don't know if he completely. He definitely has worked with them a lot in the past. I don't know the, if they're. And me in the bathroom, they talk about that he produced their first like, album. Oh, the first album. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Right on. Yeah, I I know that there's been a long-standing kind of relationship with them. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, this record, uh, it's a really kind of a nice, not even like necessarily a return to form. It's a lot more uh, kind of restrained and uh, kind of subdued record for them. It's got kind of a. There are some kind of dance poppier moments that are reminiscent of stuff on there through record. It's Blitz, but like overall, it's yeah, much more just uh, kind of restrained record overall. But like great, yeah, great production, great singing. Karen O is in wonderful form and probably one of the better places to kind of start with the IES. I mean, um, I think It's Blitz is probably their best track and Fever to Tell is like the really kind of buzzy one, just like the, the one where they were kind of one of those it New York bands. But I guess it's a pretty cool place to start when he's uh, curious about it. It's only like eight songs in 35 minutes and. Um, some great features on here. Perfume Genius is on uh, the first song. Um, it's the name I'm blanking on right now. But yeah, really uh, solid record overall and uh, probably one of their best, honestly. Uh, next one is uh, Arrangements by Preoccupations. And I know we've talked Preoccupations many times over the years, uh, the Calgary post-punk band. This is their fourth record and uh, it's kind of returned to more of the abrasive kind of punk, post-punk sound after like the last record was more kind of new wavy and... Um, yeah, it's a pretty solid record overall. It's just, yeah, really just... They kind of occupy a very specific kind of brutal, nihilistic kind of uh, post-punk that is just, yeah... I mean, Danny knows... If, if, you've, if you've heard any of those songs, you know exactly what it is. This doesn't deviate too much, but, like, they just have a really thrilling kind of immersive sound that doesn't really... I mean, with post-punk, there's not a ton of innovation, just in a very general sense for a lot of the bands that I listen to. And not since Vinnie Riley. Hey. They're a band that I do think yeah. keeps it fresh. Wrote the 80s. <laughs> That's theory. Wrote the 80s, huh? 
Oh yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna we have to get into this later. I'm curious. I mean, I agree with it. I mean, it's like the whole U2 sound. It's all like a lot. Oh, of, he he's just he did it. Did he on drugs? Did he play bass? No, play. It was more guitar. But he did all his stuff too. I mean, right? yeah. I think kind of his new like, yeah. studio, like yeah. Eno-y kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. I'm just thinking of just a very specific the post punk baseline thing. It's like whoever, oh, right. whoever like did that really just wrote to, all of like. Did you ever listen to Darudy Comb? No, I actually haven't. That's it. That's okay. okay I was just saying that that's yeah. definitely a blind spot. But right on. Okay. Um. But yeah, regulations are tight. I I think that this is also probably a pretty easy spot to jump in on. It kind of encompasses a lot of what they do really well, and it's not a super long listen either. Um. Have you listened to any preoccupations, Matt? I mean, this seems like a band I that you would enjoy. But it sounds but up, this one sounds up my alley. For I think sure. that you would dig them quite a bit. They only yeah. have four records, and I mean, I think this or like Viet Cong, their first record, are probably like the best places to start. But yeah, no, I definitely think that uh, probably of all the bands I'll be talking about today, this is the yeah. one that I would highly recommend checking out. Um, next is a uh, split EP called Paraglow by Paranol and Asian Glow, two uh, Seoul, South Korean, uh, like shoegaze bedroom artists. Uh, it's a four-song split, really solid stuff. It's kind of like both of them kind of work in this lane that kind of uh, draws from just like shoegaze and some twee and emo and a little bit of like hardcore and stuff. And um, it's a little all over the place. Got some really really bright melodies. It's nothing that's like too harsh, but just yeah, great guitar co- tones, great interplay. Uh, it's just the two of them that did this, and they both have pretty strong catalogs themselves. Paranol actually is probably one of my favorite shoegaze artists of the moment, and. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice split. It's good, kind of introductory to what they both sort of do. And yeah, none of these uh, records are really all that long. They're pretty just good, all, you know, just entry points as far as all these are concerned anyways, and um, kind of draws you in a way that doesn't ask too much from the listener. And I do think, like, anybody that's kind of into shoegaze in any kind of very general sense, this is a very solid release. Um, we've talked about Paranormal a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've uh, listened to any of their stuff, but like again, like is that, it's, uh, this the Blue Sky album. Yes, right? that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like hard to find, isn't it? Yeah, it's it was on all, streaming. It, it it is on Spotify now, but there was a like for a there was a little while where um, it would have just been kind of uploaded to Bandcamp, and then there was like a, one of those things where it just I mean, a, a natural sort of thing where there was just so much buzz behind it that like. I uh, think he, I forget where he ended up signing, but then obviously just like putting everything out kind of, uh, you know, on streaming and everything after the fact, but like a really uh, well-deserved, you know, kind of um, just heartwarming sense, you know, not like, I'm not going to say a success story, but like just cool to see like that sort of attention go to, you know, an artist that like really in my mind kind of deserved it, but also like could have so easily just, you know, gone under the radar indefinitely and, you know, really, you know, exciting to see just how they kind of progressed since getting a lot of the more attention last year. Yeah. Um, next record is uh, In These Times by Makai McRaven he's definitely a guy that we've talked about a lot on here Danny he's a, a Chicago drummer he's worked in a lot of handful of uh, different bands as a drummer and then a band leader as well it's also descri- it's like a self-described beat scientist and kind of has like a sort of very like Jay Dilla-esque approach where just like kind of sampling like playing like mpcs and like other just drum machines like you would kind of like a real actual drummer wow it kind of has that like real and uh quantized kind of feel to it he couldn't make it in real science no so now he has to fucking no this was a, a last I'm minute a scientist uh, yeah like a, a real uh real shoddy questionable kind of backup plan i'm not sure what the <laughs> fuck he was thinking there but this is the best that he could scrape together and yeah he's he's got a, a lot of really kind of exciting records and this one, I don't know how many people were playing on it, but it's got a really nice kind of full band feel, uh, but also just kind of uh, electronic polyrhythm sort of thing. Um, just great vamping, great you know, interplay kind of across the board. And 
um, yeah, he's somebody that I think is making some of the most kind of exciting jazz music of anybody that I've been kind of following the last handful of years. And um, yeah, we just kind of recommend him to anybody that's sort of curious. I mean, I think that you would dig a lot of his records, Danny. I mean, we've talked about him in a kind of very general sense, but like, yeah, I'd be very curious to hear what you think about some of his stuff overall. Um, and then uh, last record that we'll be talking about is Natural Brown Prom Queen by Sudan Archives. Have either of you heard of Sudan Archives? Yeah, I've listened to them no. a little bit. So, yeah, she, um, her first record, Athena, came out, I think, in 2019. I remember liking that at the time. Like, it plays violin, right? Yeah. And uses, she's like, a, samples and, like. Yeah, she's a, uh, like, singer-songwriter and, like, violin player. And she does, like, a, yeah, a lot of sampling. I don't know how many people are, like, in the band that she performs with. I mean, I know she, like, writes and produces her own stuff. I just don't, yeah, to what the extent, uh, how collaborative it is overall. But, like, yeah, um, that first record, Athena, was uh, pretty I remember really enjoying it at the time and um, this new one though is a real kind of like leveling up sort of thing I mean it really is a very kind of impressive expansive uh, just super fluid electronic R&B sort of hip hop thing I mean there's a lot of soul a lot of just you know great melody great rhythms uh, really interesting production work and sampling and uh, it really is something that it just it flows super well it's like yeah, it just kind of blows everything that's kind of, you know, was excited about her music, you know, in a whole, to a whole other level, really. I mean, uh, one of those things where, like, yeah, I just, I was completely caught off guard by how, you know, really kind of ambitious and well executed it is. I mean, um, yeah, really one of those records that I do think, um, yeah, is one of the most exciting things that I've heard this year and kind of just recommend anybody in the general sense and be very, yeah, just curious to hear what both of you think about this. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, yeah, one of those things that really were, yeah, I just, I'm like, there might be other things here that are better suited to your sort of taste, but I would be really curious to hear what you guys think about this in general, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. your Brown Prom Queen, Sudan Archives, great Sudan stuff. Sudan fucking archive. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't make it as a real archivist. <laughs> nope. Nope. Had to go for that backup plan as well. Yeah. Ecstasy out. Ecstasy out. Oh.